Hello and welcome to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking. With me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how you doing, buddy? This week, we have coming off of your shelf, 1990s Tremors. Mm-hmm. Why Why did you bring this movie to uh, to us here, Off the Shelf, and why now? Great question, Philip. Thanks for having me once again. Uh, you know what? I'm not, a big, I'm not a big horror fan, as you know. And so you brought Predator. Not Predator's not a horror movie by any means, but it's a horror action, I guess, a little bit. What would you classify Predator as? It's got an official category. Sci-fi, sci-fi action. There's a little bit of horror in there too, but sci-fi action, I would say, yeah. Okay, but you've also brought movies like Poltergeist and things like that to uh, to uh, to us <laughs> and our and our and our <laughs> listeners. It, so I thought, what do I have that is along the lines of that genre that I can bring forth to you? And after Predator, I thought of Tremors. It's a movie that okay. I've seen a few times. It's on my shelf. And I don't know. I haven't seen it for a while. And I, I've always had a, it's always had a special place in my heart because I don't typically like scary, horror, gross Movies. There's yeah. some gross. There's a grossness level uh, to this film. Yeah, it's in 1990 though, so it's it's uh, not, not incredibly impressive to today's standards, but it uh, still holds, I think, for the most part. So I just thought, I thought it'd be fun to bring it off the shelf. I think it's a oddly enough a fun movie, if you could call it that. Uh, a very enthusiastic Kevin Bacon, uh, very young, mm-hmm. young and enthusiastic. <laughs> And so I thought, let's give Tremors a go. And yeah, and I'm eager to get to Tremors too. Uh, not necessarily in the next couple of <laughs> weeks, uh, but we'll get there, Phil. So yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to, to visit this one. And uh, I know you've seen it. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it at least a couple of times. I'm not sure your ownage situation of it, if you own this one or all six or seven or nine of them or whatever, but please tell me <laughs> t- tell me your history with uh, uh, the, the title Tremors, please. Uh, I, uh, I, I did see this movie in 1991 or so on, on video. Oh, not uh, in theater, loved eh? It. Loved it then. No, okay. no, no, no. I was 10 years old. It wasn't okay. quite... I don't know. It wasn't quite there, but I was eager to see it. I really liked the trailers. I thought... Uh, uh, I remember what I what I really remember sticking out to me was uh, beyond any of the effects or any of the sort of scenes and so forth. What I remember is thinking at the time, uh, Fred Ward was like my favorite actor. Interesting, interesting choice. Yeah, I, I I don't know why. I just I loved him in this movie, even at like you know ten eleven years old. For whatever reason, I just thought this guy is great. As I watch it again. I was reminded just how much I really liked him. <laughs> I, I, I just as a sort of a general, yeah, he's likable attitude. Yeah, I, yeah, and I remembered you, you know, a couple of years prior on, on again on that sort of first choice super channel cable, you know, movie network, uh, watching a, a movie called Remo Williams: The Adventure Begins, which was uh, his sort of. It's a bit like a James Bond movie, as I recall. Uh, he's sort of this titular action hero guy. But I remember really liking that movie, too. So I just was thinking, you know, this guy's got to be the greatest. And honestly, I don't remember anything else he was in after that, after Tremors. Yeah. I just Team Ward here. Yeah. yeah, it was a one-and-done kind of situation. But I was really, like, impressed by him. I, I really liked him a lot. I, I, I really enjoyed him. So that was my memory of, of, the, of the movie prior. And I remember really liking it. 
And uh, in this watch, I have to agree with you wholeheartedly in that I, I do think it's a pretty fun kind of B-movie kind of sci-fi horror comedy. Like, there's yeah. there's a lot of things kind of happening in it, but nothing was, uh, uh, like, offensive, you know, like, in terms of, it, was, it didn't, I didn't feel like it dragged. It was a tight, like, hour 45. Yeah. There wasn't anything in it that I would take out. It was characters and, and, and performances I thought were pretty solid. Writing, I thought, was pretty solid. Everything about it was just like, it was just like, this is a fun movie. And so when we, if we were talking about, like, a rewatchable movie or something that you would just sort of put on in the background or, or, or sit down on a, flipping the stations, you know, back in the day and, like, eh, I'm about halfway through or whatever else as you're flipping around, I would definitely watch the rest of that movie. I, I thought it was really, really fun. I do have to tell you, though, I do disagree a little bit on your assertion that the, the effects or whatever else don't really hold up because I, I think they really do. I think, you know, the guys that did this is uh, Woodruff and I can't remember the last name, Woodruff Jr. And he did, they collectively did, did a bunch of the, the alien work mm-hmm. uh, in the movie Aliens and, and Beyond. Um, Tom Woodruff, I believe, in like, AVP and Predator. So he, he he ended up kind of doing, like Stan Winston did the Predator that we just saw, but in later uh, iterations, it was this uh, this Woodruff uh, uh, team that, that was doing it. So... Uh, I thought overall they held up really solidly. Uh, you know, obviously it's a little dated, but I don't think so for the most part. I, I thought everything really held up really solidly. Sure. Let me clarify. I was really impressed by this movie. Let me clarify. Please, it it wasn't for the most part. There was just a couple. They just, but it was a bit of a hit and miss. But overall, I think I was I was surprised actually to a certain degree of how well it did stand up. Uh, it could have really went the other way on it because early on in the movie, I felt like a few things were like, "Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, okay." But as the movie progressed, it it almost like it got better when it came to the visual effects and the 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 Roid himself the, themselves and that everything around yeah. that. I thought, well, that, that's actually still pretty good. I was a little bit worried. At the beginning, that it wasn't. I'd seen I'd seen it a few years ago, but all in all, other than a few parts in the beginning uh, that are easily easily forgivable, especially considering I mean it came out thirty two years ago. I thought, yeah, it did hold up well. I was a little bit. Uh, I didn't really mean mean it that way. I wanted to make be clear about that. That uh, uh, it's certainly nothing about this experience said to me like ah, you know what? No, I can't watch this anymore. It's, it was still fun. It was still an enjoyable experience. And yeah, as you said, an easy watch. Really, really easy watch. Yeah, really breezy. Yeah. What I what I like about it, too, and what it, it sort of reminds me, and again, it's nice when this happens to me because it's like I, I hold this belief anyway, uh, but it, it's nice to be reminded when when um, when it's appropriate, as it were. And Predator was the same, which was, you know, I miss practical effects. There's just something really For sure. beautiful about, about the tactility of these graboids, these worms uh, running through the the fact that they're real, you get a sense of the size, the scope, the uh, you know the danger, as it were. You know, all kind of built in because you're performing to something that's real and tangible, as opposed to look at this tennis ball running down the street or whatever. You know, it's a little less. Uh, yeah, I think anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a lot less engaging. Whereas in this, uh, every moment you're like, well, that's a real thing doing a real thing, and people are reacting as real as they can to it. And uh, that I, I will never get old to me. You know, watching watching practical effects just excites me. I just think it's wonderful. Well, I think I don't... Just like Predator. Yeah. You could watch Predator and be like, oh, that's a man in a suit. 
But the way that that's presented, it to me anyway, it's far more than a man in a suit. Oh, yeah. Like it, it, it heightens it. it, it it's it's the, the that makeup effect is is phenomenal. I think anyway. 100%. So I really was impressed by it. It's one of the things I don't think people really realize. Directors and stuff. When we brought out CGI, they don't the reactions from the actors. The genuine genuinity. <laughs> I'm gonna just use that word. Uh, <laughs> added to uh, Webster later. Uh, and you know, how hard it was, like for the sort of like the Star Wars prequels. You know, like acting in front of a blue screen. If Ewan can't do it, no one can. Uh, he's such a great actor. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, you're walking on like a blue treadmill. Yeah, because there's so much just like walking down a hall talking, and you're just walking on a blue treadmill in a blue room, looking at you know white or yellow X's on the walls. Yeah. And you're supposed to convey what, right? I agree. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. So, yeah, I, I do like the real effects. I, I do appreciate the, the directors and, uh, and teams that still do it, luckily. A little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Dune, a little bit, of course, in Tenet and many, many other. I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit even in the, in the modern Star, uh, Star Wars movies. You know, J.J. Yes. Uh, yeah. was one that, that tried to. And, you know, obviously there's a lot of CG in that movie, you know, yeah, to be sure. It's hard to avoid with There was an space. element of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there was an element of like let's build some practical sets and let's let's sort of yeah you know i think they're realizing feel a little more real think, than the first three, i think they're realizing the, the value of that i think they've come full circle on that i think to a certain degree they've uh, they've done a nice balancing act i think some of them say well we need some, some of this to move the story along in the visuals but we can still implement some some real stuff to really give it some uh some backbone it's good i love it well, there's no way you can make, as an example, there's no way that you can make, you know, Jurassic Park without CGI. Yeah. And, you're right, and so where it's used there, or something, you know, even a couple of years later, but yeah, Jurassic Park is a great example of some practical and some CGI. Titanic, which came out in 97, was very similar. It was a lot of, like, big practical sets, and then CG where it's needed to augment yeah. and to heighten and to sort of, you know build a bigger world and it's a beautiful man i think is the right way to do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree and this you know it's years before cg really was even an option so i just love watching these sort of creature feature type of movies you know this movie could have been made you know in the 50s right it's got that same kind of uh uh that whether in the comedy bit maybe but just a sort of sci-fi b movie kind of vibe to it yeah and uh right similar to another movie later that called The Mist, we'll get to, but it's sort of, that's a little bit more high budget, but it's like, at principle, these are movies that are like, these could have been made in the era of things like The Blob, or uh, It Came From Outer Space, or uh, even Plan 9 from Outer Planet Space. Plan 9, or, yeah, you know, the plan like, that works. That's yeah, right, yeah. Don't, don't be don't be fooled by plans <laughs> 1 through 8. Yeah, this is a really plan. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's the best plan, 9. I think what I like about this movie, Phil, is it's just, it feels unique. Uh, into it's got so many elements of horror and 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 sci-fi that it's just it's very un, very unique. Where the enemy like what they're fighting against uh, seems like it's a pretty basic idea really at its core. Like it's when you think of something oh something that's underground that's that's so simple. Yet I don't feel feel like it hasn't really been been done it, uh, i mean maybe it has been maybe there was a 1952 tremors uh, variation uh back in the day but it just it just seems to be in a thing of its own so much that it came out with the several uh 
several sequels and even a prequel that I haven't seen uh, didn't do quite as well. I mean, obviously, this is a movie that the, the first one did pretty well. It was received well. See, people, when you talk about Tremors, you typically get a positive reaction. There's no hate for this movie that I can see. Uh, but when you look at the all the sequels, it's like, oh, well. And then then you're getting into C- to CGI, I would imagine. So I haven't seen all of them. I can imagine why, oh, we can do more now with, with, with these roids. Uh, so they they and but then the writing su- suffers and the acting suffers and it's just trying to you know get a few extra bucks out of it. Have you seen all the other ones or any of the I, other ones? <laughs> I have shot? not seen any. Okay, I have not seen any of the sequels, which is really and I, I was shocked when I went to look for them. I was after shocked even uh, <laughs> when I went to to look, <laughs> when I went to look at, at look this movie up. Uh, because I had no idea. I knew there was at least a couple of sequels. I think there was one like called Back to Perfection or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess that it's sort the of sticks out. one, I think, maybe. Or no, and I remember... Okay, yeah, I okay. I remember knowing that... Um, That's the third one, I think. Michael Gross... I think he's in almost all of them. Uh, sort of sticks sticks around. You know, I remember sort of thinking that. And that, that makes sense. That character, Bird, is, is sort of like that. Yeah. I can see that being the one guy that sort of sticks around. Oh, for sure, he's fine. Um but I had no idea that not only did they do like six or seven movies, but they did a a, a television show. Yeah, twenty eighteen, uh, I think maybe. Well, then trying to reboot it again, so uh, it, it happened again in like the early to mid nineties. They did a television series, so cool as like a <laughs> as a connection between. Uh, 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 this is again just you know don't fact check about <laughs> uh, seasons. Th- uh, uh, sorry, movies like three and four. They did like a ten part movie or miniseries or something uh, to sort of connect those dots and then I, I remember reading that Kevin Bacon was hoping to reboot the franchise for television yeah again just about four or five yeah, years ago and it, it never it never went through they, they uh, shot a pilot or maybe they were trying and it just uh, it fell through but so there this strangely for this this creature it has legs um, <laughs> but but I don't know that they've fully been able to, to kind of capitalize on it <laughs> well, they're little legs, so they're little like yeah, they're tiny. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if they're able to capitalize it. But they've definitely, you know, there's definitely been opportunity to make some money and, and get these get these things out. I was really surprised uh, and impressed by this movie, which again, you watch it, and you're like, this is a little B movie. It it made some money, you know. It wasn't like a monster hit though. I think it opened at like number four or five on the weekend. Like it wasn't this you know i think it did very well on cable and, oh yeah and video and stuff like that but that's where i would watch it uh, always it's shocking. the time before i grabbed 100%. It. It, it was very common to find it on tv pretty regularly like yeah tnt or tvs or whatever yeah the... and uh, it's definitely a, a, a movie i will watch with commercials and if i owned it i might yeah. i might just continue watching it with commercials just yeah <laughs> just because now now if you do own it or as you do own it maybe do you pause it then watch an ad for something and then go it's, back just to kind of feel I consider like you're it. in the I, I, yeah i think <laughs> I, my body's like feels like it's time for a pause and i'm like and i go oh, what's going on here <laughs> yeah i should probably get up and stretch <laughs> now i only i own the first one and i own the last one so and I don't know if I've watched it. And I've watched... Actually, no, I might own the other one. I just didn't dig hard enough my collection. Because I've seen the one with Jamie Kennedy. And okay. I think that's five. So I did see that one. I just may have... I may have Again, I was probably on TV and such. And six is sure. uh, Cold Day in Hell. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it takes Trimmers place... in the snow? 
So I think, give her, yeah, I, I think, and I don't think I've even That's watched it yet. I, I grabbed it out of a bin because I it, it has, it, it just does that. It just, I see tremors and it just, it gives me tremors. I just, I see it. And I'm, oh, <laughs> I got to have this. I, I must have th- this movie. More tremors in your life. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. There's an attraction to this, to this movie and it's quite, quite interesting and quite unique to me. And I think it's the, the uniqueness of the movie. And again, it's the enthusiasm Kevin Bacon and Ward, Fred Ward, bring bring to it, I think. that's And we got uh, Carol Marcus from, from from Wrath of Khan, who makes an appearance oh, yeah, in this yeah, yeah. movie. Oh, yeah, I wonder why I recognized her. Yeah, and uh, real sad the way she goes, but we were... Uh, We'll get into the, we'll get into some of the deaths a little bit a little bit later. Absolutely, absolutely, I'm excited. Uh, really uh, talking about. I think when it comes to characters, actors, I th- I, I I think that's other than actually you you brought up Jurassic Park, the kid uh, yeah. is in. Uh, I don't know her name, but she's in the movie as well as the Aaron kid and uh, Richardson. Yeah. yeah, sounds right. And I think other than Carol Marcus and Richardson. her, which is I think BB Besh, I believe is her name, uh, Carol Marcus. Okay. I think that's all I recognize, other than my our very own family ties. Michael Gross and oh, Reba McIntyre, of course, Reba. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk about the cast. I think uh, uh, I think they're all worthy of a oh, Oscar. Uh, a little bit of a chatter. <laughs> oh, are they been Oscar? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I did want to say right off the bat, I did. Uh, I do have. It's been a few weeks, but we have a Francis uh, candidate. Uh, I would uh, submit for nomination. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, <laughs> Interesting. I'm curious to see. I, didn't, uh, I haven't thought about that for a while. Um, I, I can I guess? Can I take a guess? Please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it the teenage boy? I don't even. It is the teenage yeah. boy. Yes, Melvin Plug, Melvin, played yeah. by Bobby. Uh, I recognized Jacoby. him from something. Uh, I don't know. I think he just sort yeah, he's of looked a few like things. the guy from Wonder Years, but it wasn't him. But it just sort of looked like him, the older brother. It Wonder does Years. look like him. That's my first thought too. I thought yeah. this guy's like Steve, uh, or not Steve Harvey, uh, uh, Harvey, Jason Harvey. The, the Davy Crockett uh, hat on though. So no, he with. was apparently in the Wonder Years, however, uh, just a couple of years before this movie. So oh. there is some, there is some connection. Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a face that I recognized as well. Um, but he never really up. like. He, he was he played B number four in B movie, so we have had an opportunity to oh, talk about him. Wow, we missed him. Uh, we missed that upper, that glorious. We missed him somehow. Annoying B, uh, very disappointing. But uh, anyway, I thought this kid is the worst. <laughs> He's so annoying, irritating. Um, that I, I wish he had died. In, in <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised that they. Didn't kill him off just because it's a kid. And but he did show up in the TV series uh, in 2003. You did, oh, you did show up him. there. Good for him. He, he, I can see where you're coming from from that. He he didn't really annoy me that much to, to for the thought the Francis name to pop in my head. Uh, clearly, it, it uh, hit the hit enough for you, but uh, I can certainly relate. He was somewhat annoying. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anybody else that really stood up that was like. But that, that's, that was his character, though. He was a little punk, and, you know, I like how uh, oh, yeah. Bert had a little bit of fun with him. There's a, some funny moments using his annoyance to at least make, yes, a, make a funny moment. So I got something out of that. So, But, yeah, I, I agree with that nomination. I can I can back it. I can back it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, I kind of thought the cast uh, was 
pretty solid in this movie, generally speaking. You know, I recognized a guy named Victor Wong. Um, Let me get who I was that. <laughs> Which one was him? Um, I just think he he's great. He's in a, a, a couple of movies around this. Just again, I remember watching again on cable or video, uh, Golden Child and Prince of Darkness, both okay. uh, coming out, and he's just great in those movies. So I, 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 he's a face I recognized, and when I saw him in this, he doesn't do much, uh, but he's a face that I really liked. He's in the Three Ninjas movies as well, if you uh, if you remember those oh, ones. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But well, all in all, uh, uh, he's the center of this movie, really. Say, like he's the, he did, he's the fulcrum. <laughs> when he dies, uh, we'll get to it. You know, yeah. there's a there's a moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward are, are 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 to me obviously the stars. But they're also their chemistry. I, I thought I thought was totally believable. Did you like again from almost minute one? I kind of really got the vibe that these guys were buddies. They've been around you know the block together. Like kind of know their know their know their act together and so forth. Uh, I was really impressed by those two together. I thought they were. Uh, a pretty good combination. And Kevin Bacon's an actor that, again, we've talked about him a few times just in these, you know, uh, bit parts or smaller roles in, in um, stuff like Frost Nixon, obviously, in the archives. And uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, a Few Good Men, you know, mm-hmm, he's sort of mm-hmm. in these little bit parts. And here he's yeah. on screen for a lot longer. And I thought he's, uh, he's, he's a charmer. He's, again, he's just got a kind of an attitude about him that I just, I like hanging out with him. And again, Fred Ward was the same for me. I really dug how those two got around. I think if we remade this movie in our woke world, they would definitely be gay, for sure. They did a remake. Yeah, sure. Uh, they have, you know, guys. Yes, they should be. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah, no, I like their chemistry. I think it, I, a little oddly enthusiastic, though, like a little bit. Uh, over the top, I would say, but in a fun way. So not a, you know, it's like, oh yeah, this is fun. You know, with a, you know, you should never play rock paper scissors with, against uh, yeah. Ward. He's he's got good, he's got good stats. He has a pretty good winning percentage, and uh, even if Kevin Bacon lost, and even was so upset that he lost that he just went after the caterpillar anyways because he's got sick of losing i don't know if that's why yes or he's just trying to be brave i don't know he's a brave man but just right from the beginning you, you got a sense of their chemistry and their 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 friendship and they they're in this together and they're doing these odd jobs i guess you know cleaning trash cleaning septic tanks whatever they can do in this town of perfection of a population of 14 if i saw that correctly <laughs> if, you, right. if you saw the signs so it was fun I started watching this movie the other day I didn't get a chance to watch it. I was just kind of uh, just giving a quick glance just uh, you know and I'm like oh yeah I remember these guys you know they're just like horsing around with each other giving each other a hard time they're just they're, they're certainly got each other's backs it was, it, was, it was a fun it was an interesting element because then you also have of course Bert which just adds a whole other element to the movie too so it just uh, all together it's a it's a good ensemble if you will but I like their uh, in and out with the truck they're, they I think they tried to leave the city what or sorry city sorry small small, small, small yeah. town yeah. Uh, about three or four yes. times it felt like that they're taking the truck out of town and had to turn around and come back in for for one reason or other so, which of course yeah, you know, the, the way the movie is written, you, you, you guys can't go anywhere. You got you're the you're the main characters of this movie. You can't just drive off like that. So, and I think there's just something kind of funny to that, right? Like we picked the they say later, like you know we picked the we're one day late of leaving this shitty town, or you yes. know that kind of stuff. I just think uh, it, it all kind of builds to this element of like 
what is this this town? Why is anybody still there? Like, what the hell? You know, it's just again, it's a it's just a, a fun way to kind of keep everybody locked in as well because you don't need this to be in a major major city, right? Because that that's a too many people. It's sort of too complex for a movie like this. So keep it contained. Put it in this sort of valley. Have it. You know that the phones don't work, this and that. You know, I, I thought uh, oh, believable setting, I too. thought it was really excellent. Like there's nothing. Yeah. like, oh, you could have. Well, I mean, maybe, but it, it was just an, just enough to say, all right, I'm in this with you guys. I'm in, I'm stuck in town with you guys too, and let's let's see how. Yeah, it's the right kind of silly. Yeah, exactly. It just I, it's I, right you're right. Like it's just the right amount of silly. I think where it's not too extreme, where it's sort of uh, yeah, just kind of they're still kind of rooted in some level of realism. Let's yeah. say as strange as it may be. Uh, while still um, while holding on to obviously the fantastical uh, effects to it, you know, uh, were you a, a Family Ties fan? Are you familiar with Michael Gross, or do you like country music and Reba? Because I really like those two, and I really like the energy they bring to the movie. Yes, to say when you got you got you got the Warden Bacon bringing something to the film, and then you have the Gross McIntyre uh, coming in from another angle with with a def- definitely a different take, different personas, different different characters completely. Uh, yeah, Family Ties was on in our household for sure. Uh, you know, with uh, Meredith and, and, my, and the Bateman and and uh, Michael J. Uh, great show, yep. love the show. Skippy was a little, he was the Francis uh, of the group, really, a little annoying. Skippy, <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't have a recollection. It's not a show that I watched in syndication much, so it's not in the level of okay. Roseanne, Seinfeld, Frasier, Cheers, Golden Girls. Sure, uh, those movies, uh, those sorry, those TV shows, as you know, I'm watch pretty regularly and, and speak of yeah. fondly and what I quote a lot. I don't quote from family ties. I don't, I don't make, uh, you know, references to family ties. So it's not on that level, but it's certainly a show mm-hmm. that we watched every, you know, Thursday night or whatever it was on. And I actually am guilty of watching the show Reba. Uh, it, yeah. play, it played on CMT channel 43 for any local Ottawa. And I, I really enjoyed it. She's a funny person. She's a very talented yep. uh, actor, talent, talented singer, uh, songwriter. She's I think, just a wonderful person in general. And I just mm-hmm. really loved her show. It was wholesome. It was a wholesome show. It was funny. It, it was just, it was great. It had some good characters in it. So I would watch that show uh, in syndication as much as I could. Whenever it was on, I would be, I would watch it because I got a uh, real kick out of it. So that's my pretty much what I know those two from. I don't really know them from anywhere else. I don't know if you have any other Michael. No, 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 same. Okay. Did you watch Reba? Uh, He showed up in, uh, he showed up in How I Met Your Mother. I've never seen Reba. Um, But I'll say, this is another example of of, of a thing where much like Fred Ward, where I saw her in this, I'd known her from singing, you know, uh, a couple songs. and, And I was like, oh, you're good. I like you. But that was it. I, I kind of liked her music, but I never really... I knew that she had a show, but I've never, I had never seen it. Um, but I can see how someone would watch this movie and think, yeah, she could do it. Like, you know, I thought yeah. uh, in those... in the, And, a, like, you know, it's a small part. Like, it's not a movie obviously built around her as, like, her fame or whatever else. So, which helps as well, I think, to kind of keep her in that more um, actorly, like, performance thing. You know, she's not some sort of uh, big hit superstar or music you know musician coming into making the movie and like uh like britney spears did with some of the crossover across what is it crossroads or uh glitter with uh, mariah carey right like those are like vehicles built for superstars whereas this is like it's a 
crappy B movie, you know, that she's able to kind of just be a part of. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really like them. Sure. Like I said, I like the energy in it too. I thought, uh, I'm not so sure. The cast she, is just, it's a, sorry. sorry, I'm not sure if she want like right. how she got cast. Did she just, did they come to her or did she come to them? Say, I wanted to be in this movie or they wanted her in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's just an interesting, it's just, it's sure. just kind of random. She just like pops up I'm like, oh, this is Reba McIntyre. I don't, other than her, yeah. sh- other than her show, I don't know. Her film history, I, you know, she might have been and in a, a few other things. She didn't have a show. She didn't have the show before this, right? No, like, this no, is, absolutely this not. Is, I think this is the thing that kind of gets her. Oh yeah, the gets her started. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. So it's impressive to me, as I said, that it just sort of nails it and, and doesn't make another movie really for another couple of years. So uh, anyway, I'm just really impressed. I thought the cast again for for people that are being cast in a again a crappy B movie, as it were. I thought they all Whoa. brought something quality to the table and. Uh, and uh, I thought it cast perfectly. It. I like everybody in it. Yeah, I just like everybody in it. You know, and that's, a, I think, a, a testament to the director. You know, we haven't talked about him yet, and we won't spend too, too much time. But it's a guy named Ron Underwood, who directed previously a, 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 favorite, a, a favorite movie of mine, uh, one, of, one of the many uh, movies that I quite enjoy called uh, Heart and Souls with uh, Robert Downey Jr., which we'll get to because it's, it's a really fun movie. Um, Is it in the desert? But he ended up. Because I think he did City uh, Slickers, no. too. He did well. City Slickers uh, right after this, right? And that was a pretty huge hit. But he, he also made uh, Pluto Nash. And I'm pretty sure that when you make Pluto Nash, you never make another movie again. So uh, oh. he, <laughs> that, he never uh, he hasn't made one, a movie in a while. Is it the Eddie Murphy one? No. That's the Eddie Murphy oh, one. Oh, it is. Oh, I haven't yeah. seen Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so that was like his last sort of what I would call his last like quote unquote big hit. Uh, but you know, City Slickers is, is a great movie, uh, as I recall. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, and years, been a long time. And then Heart and Soul is a movie I really like as well. So uh, I think you know, again, elevating this movie to out of its sort of B movie pedigree, let's say, and, and making it as fun as it is, a, a great casting, and uh, again, casting uh, uh, good special effects. And uh, I thought again, a real tight one forty five, as I said, and, and really mm-hmm. delivers. Uh, I'm really impressed by it. I thought he deserved a lot of credit. Ron Underwood does for for bringing it all together. Yeah, there wasn't really any like glaring things that like that didn't sit right or didn't look right or didn't feel right or didn't wasn't written right or anything wasn't out of place for them for the most part. I felt like I, at the beginning of the movie, I I really well like it 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 really followed the the path of a lot of movies take. You know, they don't introduce they slowly introduce the the antagonists the the roids. Yep. Uh, you know, with a couple close scares, uh, with the um, oh, I don't remember. Geez, I feel bad. I don't remember her name. The main actress that was in the film, she didn't have a really big career, unfortunately. After yeah, I'm not really sure. Movie. She doesn't really do a lot uh, afterwards, and even in the movie, she's just kind of there to be there. So she didn't. Uh, yeah. Stand out. Let's say you know. I don't know that she really made a a, a, a compelling. Finn Carter. You know, her name's Finn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Finn Carter is the name, but she didn't really do a ton. And uh, I thought she's perfectly good in this. And I like the kind of the yeah. banter that she and Fred Ward uh, have with one another. You know, pardon my French and <laughs> and this and that, uh, that kind of back and forth. I thought that was really cute. And at the end, I remember thinking, well, she should be with him, not Bacon. Um, or both. I mean, again, if we want to do the woke or version. I suppose, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a modern, modern day. But yeah, I just remember thinking that she... She, she seemed to have more chemistry with Fred Ward uh, than she did have with uh, Ghost. Uh, with uh, yeah, it's one of the Kevin little Bacon, qualms but... I have with the movie. Well, of course, we'll get to it because it's, it's sort of near the end. 
Uh, but yeah, not, again, enough to really taint the taint the film. Uh, so uh, how it starts with her, her little spot. The only thing I, I guess I get another minor issue I guess I had with with her is when with um, so it gets some good camera shots in this movie, especially with the underground stuff where it goes underground. Oh, I thought yeah. that was that was pretty impressive. Uh, but the one instance, the first interaction with her when she's at the truck and she's at the size Moloch machine or whatever, and it starts coming yeah. towards her or the camera's coming towards her and then she gets in the truck in time. It, it looks like it's trying to make an attempt. I, I, I don't think that was perfectly shot because it didn't quite make sense. Like it would have came out of the ground, but it didn't come out of the ground. So, but it sounded like it was coming out of the ground. Uh, so I just thought that need to be a, a slight tweak. As I said, there's just a few things in the beginning that I, I didn't didn't think were perfectly uh, shot and addressed. But af- after that, I, I thought everything was pretty much bang on when it came to you know the deaths and and to had the basically what they had the the roids doing and how they were responding and how they showing it on the screen. I thought was really well done, pretty much for the last you know buck fifteen. So. Looks a little at the beginning. Sure. So, yeah, th- this movie does run the the challenge. The only and I, I didn't really it's, it's take me out or whatever. But one of the challenges was the POV of the mm-hmm. sightless underground dwellers. Right. So anything if like there's a, a bunch of shots that we see which are above ground that are effectively trying to be or like you know basically yeah. supposing themselves as as the POVs of the creatures, right? They're chasing after bacon. They're chasing after the kid. They're chasing after so and so and such and such. So that is a bit of a, as you say, it's it's something that, you know, if if you're looking at it with that kind of critical eye, it does not really work, right? Like that particular choice of effect. But the shot, I think, is so effective that it's like I don't really mind it. But yeah. you know, like the 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 logic of it is false, right? As yeah. you said, the same thing right away. I like. That we get the POV and it's like you know it's like the jaws you know the sort of yeah, all that stuff right it the needs principle to be of like there. it's chasing you yeah but there is something and, you know and frankly I think we didn't it, Spielberg use it doesn't use it that often uh, he's all uh, very low angles and underground underwater and stuff water helps because you you know you're able to see um, but in the later um, Jaws sequels there's definitely shots where you're watch, you're seeing a shark POV from like above the ground, you know, and you're like, well, this doesn't make any sense, but you kind of need it for the shots. But it does, it's like to your, to your point, because it's the first thing we see, it it can derail, I think, or at least give you a, a moment's pause, as you said. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to your point that you were able to kind of get back into it because I do think that the effects come and that that effect gets better and better as time goes on. But in your first intro, yeah, it's a little like, yeah, what am I watching here? You know, it's not throughout the whole, and that's your first 10 minutes into the movie, right? Like you said, it's the first 10. So yeah. Yeah. Disregard it, move on because there's enough of other things going on throughout the rest of the movie that it's pretty, pretty forgotten, forgotten and forgivable uh, for sure. Absolutely. But it does enough that I remember it sticking out to me, but yeah, not enough to, to really hurt the overall rating. I gave the film, uh, what were your thoughts in around, like, as we, we're just talking about the first, you know, oh, uh, 15, 20 minutes as we're, you know, getting a feel mm-hmm. for the town and the, we're seeing the presence of the roids. Uh, what did you think of the guy in the tower, for example? Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Uh, that was a good so touch. to me, I, <laughs> I just think, again, you're trying to set up in pretty quick succession, right? This yeah. again, it's like you're saying the first 15 minutes, you get a sense of 
what is happening? Have you noticed there's weird, you know, these weird readings on yeah. this uh, on the seismograph, right? Oh, that's an oh, easy one, right? Too. Yeah, it's an easy setup. Absolutely, yeah. right? You're like, hey, this has been this is weird. Have you guys noticed? And no, okay. And then it fast forward, right? And, and they're trying to get out of town. They're kind of fed up and you know planning ahead. So once you get some of the again, some of the chemistry, some of the bonding, you're like, oh, okay, well here you're setting the scenes. And then as they're driving out to Bixby, you see the guy in the tower. To me, that's like. We talked about it in some other movies, but like when you see that kind of thing as an audience, or at least to me, the uh, the implication is, well, what the heck could have done that, right? Like what they're looking at must be terrifying because look what they did or mm -hmm. look what they were forced to do or look what happened or whatever, right? Yeah. So a bit like Poltergeist, some of those faces and the, you know, this and that, right. You don't see the thing. You just see the face uh, the result of the thing, right. You're like, Oh my God, like whatever that is must be absolutely chilling because, and so I like that it's both a bit of a funny gag, but also the sense that this guy was willing to crawl up this tower yeah. and die for three, four, whatever days, starve himself and, and dehydrate himself to the point of death rather than be anywhere on the ground. And that plants a seed to me of like, oh, mm -hmm. shit. Like, you know, this is this is serious. And I really think, and, and from an audience perspective, but also from their perspective, right? If they're just, you know, two bumbling idiots, you know, they're looking at this going like, well, why why did this happen? You know, like what what gets the man to do that, right? And I was really impressed by it. I loved it. And I thought the effects, you know, looking all dried and, you know, cracked lips and chapped, you know, skin and stuff like that. And I was like, this is, and without being too gruesome, I thought this yes. tells the story. This guy's yeah. clearly you know stressed out and it didn't do well you know <laughs> no, didn't, i really liked it I, well. I thought yeah no it didn't do well and so i like and then from there just to kind of touch on that again that first 15 from there we get the uh the farmer and the sheep you know yeah. the sort of what you know and that's a little bit more um for lack of a better term a little graphic but all you know again you don't see the worm you just see the Lamb chops. You know, the, the result from underneath, you get sucked yeah. underneath and the big chunks of, 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 of splatter and whatever else. But so again, first 15, you're just like, okay, you're introducing the threat or the curiosity around what's happening. You introduce the threat uh, uh, in, in the farmer's death on the, on the tower. And now you're seeing it in action, like mm -hmm. what they can do. So those three things really put together the, the scene of, Oh shit, these guys, you know, these things aren't, aren't to be trifled with. And again, you're, you know, you're still 90 minutes left in the movie, but you're set up, I think, anyway, into a, a state of, okay, this is creepy. Things are getting, you know, this is serious <laughs> kind of thing. I was really, really impressed by the, the, the way in which they put that together. I, I also, I like the fact that it, it kind of misdirects you to a bit of, of the size of, of what it is. You think they're Correct. just these small things, but that really, that's just part of his, again coming from his mouth or his or her mouth whatever it is uh, and that it's actually when we see the actual full you know when it tries to break when it's chasing and hits the cement wall i think is really if i'm not mistaken where you um you maybe see it at this scene with the doctor and the and and uh, carol marcus do we see the the full size of it there no, everything no, is don't. really. I, it's not until everything that point. is pretty much under underground, right? Like they get yeah. the the great scene with the um, the jackhammering the 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 construction guys, and he's jackhammering away again. Now uh, yeah. Val is and Earl are like that. We're getting out of here. Like we're out. And then when they puncture it, that's another I thought great shot where they puncture the jackhammer. The blood starts to come, and you hear the squeal, and the jackhammer just goes straight down. 
connect, yeah. you know, breaking up all the concrete along the way. I just thought, again, it's a great shot. The camera's pushing with it uh, in a bit of like a, you know, two times speed almost, you know, to kind of make it a little more, a little bit cartoony, but also just again, like, oh shit, like what the heck? You know, what are we dealing with? Uh, and obviously those two guys die as well. But yeah, we don't meet the, the grand scale of it uh, until a little later. Did you like, and I, this is for me, one of my, my great joys uh, when watching movies and movies like this. Uh, I love that they kill the old people. Did you have any thoughts around? I mean, I was Carol Marcus. There's obviously an emotional connection uh, to you. I don't know if you how many times you can watch this woman die, but um, oh yeah, uh, I love that 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 you've got these sort of uh, yeah. just silly old people about to retire, like you know these, and they get eaten and they get destroyed. I just think what a great way to end your life. You know, I, I joked before. I I, I wrote a, a horror movie when I was much much younger, and and the thing that that. Uh, I wanted to do in the first 15 minutes was I wanted to kill a baby, a pet, and a grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> my, my goal was to sort of try and kill those three in the first 15 minutes or so um, <laughs> in an effort to sort of tell you that, like, nobody is safe in safe, this movie, yeah. you know? Um, <laughs> because those are, historically, those were horror movies I was watching, and I was like, I, I kill the baby. Like, you know, like, if you're, if you're a monstrous killer, you shouldn't care that this is a baby or that this is an old person or that, the, you know, um, don't discriminate so anyway or this is Alien or that this is a dog yeah yeah so yeah. that was my goal was to like make it the most sort of like offensive horror movie. And, uh, <laughs> didn't take <laughs> so <laughs> didn't take uh, no no buyers but i really like this an exercise just to like come up with cool oh, ways wow, to kill yeah. things that uh, we're just not ready see for die it. on screen we're just not ready for yeah, it yeah that's what it is it's ahead of his time uh um, i didn't like it though I, but i love that they die in this movie and i kind of like the way they did die did you like that scene at all i kind of i kind of got a kick out of it you know when I read the paper about an older person, you know, having a tragic death, it makes me sad. But in a movie sense, obviously, this is just made up. It, it's it's it, it, fun's not the right word, but it's it's pretty unique and a cool idea that you know these people are about to retire, and you could just imagine seeing your husband of fifty years get sucked through yep. the ground, and that's that's it. Yep. George, George, Bob, that's it for for him. So it's it's pretty horrific. And, uh, you know, in this movie, it, it's interesting because it's it's it has those moments of like, that's pretty horrific. But this is a, a fun movie at the same time. So, it's, yeah. again, really unique in that in that regard. But I thought in general it was a, it was a good scene. It sucks that she didn't have the keys. That's a bit of a, a downer. But I, I, it gives us the opportunity to st- just to see what this beast can do when it comes to devouring, you know, for it to devour the generator. And he was always, yeah. and she was clearly concerned. And he was like, "Oh, that's probably a geyser, or something." And she's like, eh, "You know." And um, and yeah. And then I love, I love how it was shot. It wasn't terribly gruesome. Again, it just basically took him underground and and slowly until his his arm, his finger, sort of like what we've seen in Jurassic Park and and any mm-hmm. or Jaws uh, for that matter. Uh, so I think it was well shot. Her reaction, I thought, was really good. And, uh, you know, she was really horrified. She got in the car and she thinks she's safe, doesn't have the keys. And then it basically just takes the whole car underneath. So, yeah, I sort of forgot about that scene. But as soon as it, as soon as it basically went to it, like right away, I'm like, I know, I remember this. This is pretty, pretty memorable uh, scene. So I thought it was really well shot. And to be able to take that car underneath, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I just agree. I think it's a it's a good use of again. It's a bit like you know you keep making this this reference, but it's a bit like Jaws, where it's like you don't show the thing, you know, you just sort of show the 
yeah. the effects of it. You know, yeah. you can listen to our Jaws episode to get more detail on that. But like, you know, Chrissy at the beginning getting just plunged underneath. You don't know what's happening. It's so dark. But like, yeah, the image of what could be doing that is terrifying. And I think this is another example of that type of thing where, yeah, you don't know what's getting him, but gosh, you know, it's got him. You know, and he's screaming in pain. And like you said, when you're watching this guy or you know uh, from her perspective you're just thinking like man that's got to be heartbreaking and i also like that she finds safety in the car locks the doors you know she she thinks she's she's okay yeah yeah which i like is from a moment of uh you know you you build the tension build the tension build the tension and then yeah you give a, a release like oh it's okay and then you you know get him again i was i'm really i always like that and i think i like the the headlights pointing up to the sky I think yep. that's 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 a nice touch, but it's good. It's just really good Great movie shot. making, where you don't show yeah. the you don't show your hand too quickly. You don't show the the roid too early on. You're letting like just imagine being. Remember, I don't know if you remember watching it for the first time, but you don't really have an exact idea. Now that we've seen it a few times, we still appreciate the scene because I think we're remembering the first time we saw it. It's like yeah, yeah, we still don't really know what it is yet. And you you really appreciate mm-hmm. that, uh, the, the, what the filmmakers were were doing with it, because you don't want to know what right out of the gate what they're you know you have to have that that um, that escalation of, of what's happening. I think this movie uh, does it really well. I think it really stood out to me like how the progression of this movie to, to when we actually finally get to see the beast. Uh, you know, I yeah. think that was really uh, good movie making. Well done. Kudos, thumbs up for that, and and, and the death scenes in and general. They, and they do kind of agreed. Mm-hmm. They do kind of cheat, not cheat. They they do a, a bit of a false reveal too, where we kind of see the one of the tentacles, you know, the tendrils that come out. You know, and you think, oh, it's just a, like this little yeah, worm thing when he gets it. gets gets caught on the car, and they bring it back to the, you know, to the to the restaurant, you know, and they're yeah. sort of showing it off, and you think, oh, well, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a snake type of thing or what have you, and then even Bert. Sorry, no. Um, Michael Gross's character kind of looks at it as, you know, it's got to be more than that, you know, because of, of the the amount of weight that the pressure that it was able to mm-hmm. e- exert on the car, right? So I was like, okay, again, you're just sort of planting these little seeds. Like, what are we getting into? You know, the it's a bit again like Jaws, where they talk about the bites radius. You know, like it can't be this terrible thing because mm-hmm. the victim doesn't match. You know, the 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 bite radius doesn't yes. match. You're like, oh shit! Then what the hell else is out there, right? So I really. It's obviously an homage on some level in, in terms of plotting, but I thought this movie takes a much different approach in the grand scheme in terms of tone and so forth uh, that, that really it pleased me. I really, really liked it. And I think there's the right amount of foreshadowing, too. That wasn't too heavy on it, but there's a couple little things that was foreshadowing. Yep. And clearly Bert was built for this. You know, it's just like yes. this is what he's been waiting for, yes. him and, and the Reebs. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I like just having some fun scenes early on when he's – uh, even his first scene where he's just buying buying the bullets at the at the at the store there, he's again he's just yeah. his enthusiasm just like Kevin Bacon's and Fred Ward's it's just it's really it's really energetic. It's, this movie has a lot of energy, I think, which yeah, uh, which really bodes well bodes well for it in general. So and doesn't doesn't feel cartoony, and I think maybe later ones do. Right, I'm not sure again. And the actual cartoon, it, but... I think there's a cartoon. <laughs> I'm sure there was, yeah, yeah. Uh, a toy should, line as well. Should be, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but yeah, and I like because again, they're, at this point, they're kind of trying to get away again. They've, they've all come up with a bit of a plan, 
and now they're out on horses. And this is again where Val uh, gets removed from the town again. You know, they go back out uh, on horses to to these uh, to the rocks or what have you, and and that's where they when they kill the horses, you know, they sort of suck the horse down again. You sort of get a sense like, oh, okay, now we're really seeing the scope of the size of these things and the and what we're sort of dealing with mm-hmm. because from there. Uh, that's where they run into, and they see the the uh, the chase into, as you mentioned earlier, into that sort of concrete wall or whatever, and they basically kill it as it mm-hmm. breaks through. And you get a sense of the size, the scope, the gross, you know, the tentacles, the the, the, the mouth, you know, the jaws even of it. Uh, all of it is, like, on its full display, and it's, it's really awesome. And then we kind of get reintroduced um, to Finn Carter's character, um, the seismologist to like, oh, this is now our new sort of team stuck in the on the rocks and stuff like that. I really like all that stuff. I really thought that was, uh, again, good effects. Yeah. Taking the horse down is not easy, you know. But yes, but, but that, that was good. I was like, well, actually, that's where I was thinking to myself. Okay, this actually is this is pretty good. This yeah. is holding up really well. I was really impressed with that. No horses were hurt, as far as yeah. I know, in the making of this movie. That's right. Yeah, and and, I, and I, now you kind of get a little little threesome of the, uh, a trio as it were you know instead of the duo and I, I think she holds her own in the, in that relationship oh yeah uh, when they're on the rocks and I, and I really like that scene too because again you're trying to get a sense of dread and fear in a movie that's already been pretty funny and light and when they are sort of forced to spend the night on the rocks they wonder like how they can hear or like you know trying to figure out you know we get pieces of of the of the the nature of these things. But we're also recognizing, like, they can't move. Eventually, they're sort of, like, tapping around and they realize that this thing's got the patience of, like, it'll just wait for them. Very patient, you know, that it's smarter yeah. than, than they think it is. And that, I think, is, again, a very terrifying, you know, one mm-hmm. of my favorite horror movies when I was younger that used to scare the crap out of me. And may still, it's on, it's on a short list. Um, but uh, Cujo is that principle of this sort of rabid dog kind of holding. Oh, yeah this about this that. car you know hostage as it were and uh and they just actually just released a new movie called beast in the theater and i think that that's sort of some of that premise as well where whatever's hunting you has more patience than you do you know it can wait you out and i think that's pretty terrifying you know they don't spend a ton of time on it but i like that it's there because mm-hmm. it brings the movie back into a level of scare you know like this is still a bit of a for lack of a better term, it's still a horror movie, even if it's got all these other elements. You know, and I really like that it, it, it does something so simple as that to really make it uh, connect again back to its roots. You know, we've had a little bit of fun. It's a little jokey. It's a little silly. And now it's, well, shit, they're right there. You know, like they're, they, they're, they've just been here the whole time. Um, it's really kind of scary to me. I really like it a lot. I, I actually jumped in this movie. My I watched it with my, mm. my wife. I said, you're watching Tremors with me. Think of her mind. I think I think you're gonna like it, and I think of myself. She may not like it, but <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah, that's something you always like apologize later, right? You don't yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, I've done the same thing. Well, it's, it. it's so unique to me in such a movie that I've really enjoyed. I think I have to share it, right? So, and how do you sell it? Like, hey, yeah. honey, do you want to watch this sci-fi horror uh, comedy with you know, like you just kind of have to do it. Yeah. You know, you just like, have yeah, to watch do it. it. I just said watching Tremors. I'm not gonna tell you uh, tell you anything about it. Uh, and yeah. I think it was around this point, actually, it might have been just before it hit the concrete, where it came out under uh, uh, out of the ground oh, yeah. behind behind Kevin mm-hmm. Bacon, and I jumped. Uh, I yeah. didn't see it coming. I wasn't ready for it. I didn't remember it. And I'm like, whoa! And she's like, oh, you okay? I was startled. I was, and that doesn't happen often because I find a lot of these movies 
now that we know what happened in a lot of the cases or what the what the the pattern is for a lot even if you haven't seen it you expect things at certain times the predictability yeah. factor is pretty much it's been done so many times that it's rarely that I'm startled like that and it was I was impressed like I'm a fun movie that was able to get me out of my seat for just a brief moment I thought that was pretty impressive and kudos to them for that uh, so it was, it was good I think it was around that that time and now as you said they're they're sort of figuring out what this thing can or can't do they're making some assumptions that it can't see which is you know, relatively safe assumption. I think a little presumptuous because we don't really know for sure. Might just uh, have poor vision. We don't know, but it definitely has something to do with movement. So they're not, you know, outsmart it. And again, very patient. And then you're right. That's uh, uh, you know, that's a scary thing. Like saying you you can't move. And I've never seen someone so excited to pole vault in my life than Fred Ward. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know where that enthusiasm is coming from. You're basically surrounded by death. And you're not in a really good yeah. he, He's like, oh, pole vaulting. This sounds like fun. Let's do this. And he was just super enthusiastic, obviously inexperienced, as we saw with his first go. That's okay. And uh, and you have some fun music at that at that point. The, the I don't know if this is considered pole vaulting music, if that's the thing. But uh, it was more of a light kind of sound uh, for the soundtrack in general, which the soundtrack is... It's solid throughout, but this is a, a fun, it's almost like a fun soundtrack, and they're just pole vaulting to safety. I thought that was quite an interesting choice. Yeah, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit comedy. It's a comedic kind of soundtrack at that point. I think. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sort of have any any thrills and chills. It's kind of more lighthearted and stuff. I thought, yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay. I like the I like that pole vaulting scene too. I think both for performances. And I like the shots, like the wide angle, and they're yeah, you know, from the distance or whatever else. And, and again. They may be making some assumptions, but I, I you know, you kind of have to, you know. <laughs> so, like, I, I like those assumptions. I like that they're smart, right? Like, I don't want because they're presented at the beginning like a bit like hicky, you know, hick like uh, idiots or fools yeah. or what have you, you know. And I like that it, with the help of obviously this this the seismologist and so forth. But you do get a sense of okay, let's start putting our brains together here, you know. And like, well, if they if they don't do this, then let's try this, you know. And um, I, I kind of like that a lot. I was really. Um, Really kind of, I, I wrote my, my note is really just like uh, pole vaulting is fun. Yeah, it really <laughs> like is. I just really like, I like it. I enjoy watching. And now they're kind of back. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. It's 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 a, it's it's a marvel to me actually. Like I just yeah. think like how how is this even possible? <laughs> um, what I, they're kind of back now at the bar. They're kind of like you know they've now seen this thing and they killed one. They don't know what the hell they're dealing with. They're kind of back at the town trying to figure it out. And it's at this point that they come up with the name now. I don't know about you, but I like the term graboids, which is uh, yeah. what they sort of settle on. I think they settle but, on that one. Um, you've been calling them the gro- the roids, so I'm wondering, do you have a different name, or did you did you did, could you come up with a better different name for these things than graboids? I could. I really spent um, a lot of time trying to think about it. I'm like, I think that's really the best name. My 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 thought is a little too comedic, unfortunately. I mean, what rhymes with tremor, hammer? What's a pain in the ass? Mm. Hemor- hemorrhoids are a real pain in the ass. So <laughs> these guys, these hemorrhoids are a real pain in the ass. So that was my nickname was hemorrhoids. So, but I, I catcher, catchy, I like it. <laughs> yeah, 
But uh, I didn't think of that, but I respect no, it. Yeah, well, you know, these things come to me. I can't say I don't know how, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, certainly a gift. <laughs> but to yeah. graboids, wait, we can settle on that. Uh, other than that, I, I couldn't think of anything else. I was just, I really hung my head on hemorrhoids. So <laughs> I stopped thinking after that. Yeah, yeah, I stopped thinking after that. Yeah, once you get to that, once you reach the peak, it'll leave on a high note, right? I mean, you yeah, tremor, hammer, pain in the ass. Like, come on. It's perfect. Yeah. No, I think it's the sound logic. Uh, I think they missed the boat. Yeah. That's a better better name all around. It's funny that um, they, that they bought it, um, uh, the owner, uh, Wang. Is it Wang? Wong. Victor Wong. Victor Wong. Uh, for 15 bucks. And then he's trying to capitalize yes, on yes. it and take, taking pictures of people with it uh, to obviously make some money. I thought that was funny. It was a nice touch. Again, just a little comedic touch. Uh, and they're making the little girl do it, and she's, like, terrified. It's like, here, hold it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She puts <laughs> uh, And, of course, yeah. Melvin. And they're, like, p- pissed off about it because, like, oh, damn it. You know, we missed out on this opportunity. Yeah, you know? exactly. And then Melvin, you know, he's, he's doing it. He's loving it. But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I I like the next scene here. I like that basically now they're they're kind of caught at this this bar. They sort of see the floorboards start to move around a little bit. Mm-hmm. They're looking yeah. around. They wonder where the girl is. The girl's on her pogo stick. Yeah, and on. I love that. I love the way that that. Terminated. I don't know why they. I guess they didn't know at that point the girl. I didn't. The severity of the situation. No, she's off in the. She's off in their own little world. She got the headset on. That's terrible she's, parenting. She's Does the mom record. not know what the situation is yet? Of course not. They're only seeing the stuff. All that's happened in the middle of the desert has been this graboid getting caught and killed, and all they've done is come back into the into the. Right. You know they've told the bar. So the seven people of the fourteen people that live there <laughs> heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the okay. seven others, they, why would they have known anything? You know, they don't. Yeah, small they don't, town, word gets around. Yeah. I figured. I mean, ah, you know, not that. Long, I mean, word gets around long, in these no. towns of two, three hundred. I figured to get around in a town of fourteen. But anyway, no, 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 that's okay. No, you don't understand. No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> but no, no, it, it's fine. It's fine. It's so yeah. So I thought that's. I mean, again, a little. But that's bit one of my favorite like action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get that beginning exactly like you were saying the, the foreshadowing. It's it's there and I really good. And I just I like that sequence a lot. I like the sort of actionness of it even. Like I like that it's sort of cutting from the town or sort of the bar. Pogo girl, you hear the rumblings, the floorboards are rocking and rolling, everybody's kind of scattering. Now so and so is at the you know, at the bar, so and so is over at the at the washroom, you know, at the outhouse, everyone here is at the house. I at the car, like I like that they sort of spread up, uh, spread uh, spread out and, and, and thin it out. I like that it swallows the pogo stick, which I think is a great kind of yeah. moment after Bacon kind of saves a girl and sucks it up and then spits it out. And I just like I just like that. That's about six or seven minutes. I just think it's like really, really excellent. And then mm-hmm. the scene where Fred Ward is running back into the bar on the floorboards leading up until the entrance, you know, yeah. is kind of rocking and rolling. It's again, it's a great use of, of practical effects. You don't need the villain. You don't need the alien. You don't need the tremors. You don't need the, the roids to be there right like you know they're there by virtue of the size and scope of what's happening and i'm yeah. really 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 impressed by that by that six or seven minutes i just think it's like the one of the highlights of the movie for me i mean the floorboards for me is a, a, a scene that is burned into my mind is the, the yeah. floorboards uh and coming most, towards you right yeah like it's, yeah yeah that and, and reba holding two uh pistols in her hand is uh, um, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> or revolvers whatever they were i'll never uh, lose mm-hmm. that uh, that visual out of her 
my mind for whatever reason it was fun but yeah that whole sequence i think it's just really well shot too like it's just yeah. it gives us a little taste of everything of every character of, of what's going on from different spots there's two two roids i believe at this point i think uh, and then you have uh, bert and reba off in i think this is where we're at and they're off in their little storm shelter thing which yeah. is ironic that, and he alludes to it a little bit later, how he's got the water, he's got supplies, he's got, it's basically a bomb shelter, he's got every, he's prepared for anything that can happen, like an atomic bomb, everything, except yeah. for something that goes underneath the ground, <laughs> like these droids. <laughs> and I, I just think that's just yeah. a funny thing. I don't know if that was just done on purpose or just because... You know, he's clear, clearly a, a very interesting character. And there's a lot of people that are, this is based on uh, uh, real people. Like real people, there's a lot of people that have these these shelters and, and have all these guns uh, on their wall and are just ready for action and ready for something like this yep. to come along. So I think that's a, that's a real thing. And it's, it's funny that these, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, underneath the ground, it's just it's funny. So, and they're trying to communicate to it's each other. It's a great other. line too. He's something like underground and worms or something, you know, like just yeah. something like is so defeated by the whole thing. I, I think it's, yeah, it's a great, great moment. Now, what, what did you think of their, they took down their own roid uh, in their, in their little bunker there with the, I think it ended up being the elephant gun, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, yeah, they, yeah. they must have One shot of many. Yep. Uh How'd you think of that little sequence there with all of them just grabbing guns and, and, and shooting at the thing until it finally met its demise? Yeah, I think it's great. I, again, I, I really like the, it's it like borders on silly without being too silly because like you yeah. said i mean there are people survivalists that are kind of in that space and in that world yeah uh, like he, but it's also that. so yeah it's so elevated as well like it's just so kind of silly to watch it happen these guys just you know machine guns and and elephant guns and pistols and flare guns and you yeah, know yeah. all all <laughs> types of machi- uh, uh, right like that's kind of funny when you put it all together um but again sort of somewhat uh, uh, connected to some level of realism, so I really like it. Again, those two characters are just are fun to be around, and um, I like their sort of banter. And Reba ends up having pretty soon after this uh, one of my favorite lines in the movie. So um, they're just great. I, I really like that scene, and I like that they're able to kill the thing. You know, I like that it took. I, I, I both like that it took that much to do it. So again, the threat of these things are still there, but that it's still possible to do. Um, so there is a sense of like hope for them, you know, yeah. I, I think again, it accomplishes both sides of that. And I think they do it very well. Yeah. And I think, and you're really rooting for them, you know, like, yeah, yeah, get it. Yeah. get it. So yeah, it was just a perfect blend of, of action and fun. And, and, and again, yeah. as you said, yeah, just giving them these things are, you can beat these things, but there's a few of them and they're, yeah. they obviously start to lose their resources or they're, you know, stuck on rooftops and what have you. It's, yeah, right uh, after this. That's kind of what I like as well is the mm-hmm. sequence right after this where they kill the thing, they're celebrating, and then the realization as uh, uh, Bacon sort of screams, you know, over the walkie there, like, you know, there's still two left for the record. Don't get too cocky. <laughs> and and um, and the resignation of the same where it's like, ah, they we lost the they think that they've been defeated, but like all the way up until that point, right? They're just like, oh yeah, we can't get out of town this way. That's broken. So-and-so is dead. You know, Nestor dies around this time uh, as well in the, in the, in the tire, you know? So there's like all these back to back to back. There's a few things that are like, 
that they leave it like they're downtrodden. You know, like uh, they lose the car, right? The, the Graboids attack the truck that they were going to use, uh, uh, Bert's truck. So, again, you're just sort of feeling like, okay, they're, they're on their, their low ebb, you know. Um, and I, I, from a filmmaker perspective, it's like, yeah, this is now, you know, you, you've set up the, the, the rise and fall. You know, you feel like you're on top of the world. You just killed this thing and now the realization that you're not. And I like, again, you've established in the next scenes where the, the, the tremors, the, the graboids, they're getting smarter, or if not getting smarter, yes. they're utilizing their brains to see the size up the room, you know, like, yeah, like check, checking the foundation. Yeah. yeah. A little bit like that. Yeah. 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 Assimilating on some extent. Yeah. That's a good reference. Thank you. But I'm impressed by that. You know, it's again like, okay, these things are not just like mindless, stupid worm things. They're not geniuses. But they are looking at ways that they can get to their food. And how do you do that? Well, you, you look at the foundation, you look at cracks, or you look at, you know, yeah. um, faults, faults down the road. And I think, again, from a perspective of we think we're safe, maybe, uh, on top of the roof. We, you know, we found some level of safety because they can't sure as hell come up here. But by attacking the foundation of these buildings, they bring them down. And it's, again, it's a bit of a terrorizing, terrifying kind of thing. He's got a line later, Fred Ward does, where Bacon kind of, so it's like, well, what's the point? We're just going to, what's another couple of days? And Fred Ward looks at was like, well, I want to live. I want to live those couple of days at least, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. like let's not give up too quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I love, I like all that stuff. I really like enjoy all of those scenes. And I like that it sort of forces them into, again, another yeah, situation. bit of, yeah. uh, we have to come up with a better idea, yeah. you know? Yeah, we have to kind of pull nine. together. Yeah, and that's that's the tank. <laughs> plan nine from exactly. perfection. Uh we, yeah, yeah, and that's where they come up with the tank option. You know, the the uh, and uh, what do you think about that? Do you have any? You know, kind of like were you hoping for a montage, a prep uh, uh, montage? You know, when, when, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's room for it. I think there's room for a montage like that in any movie. I think it's a big mistake not to do it. Uh, but yeah. I, I actually never thought of that. Actually, I don't think it's worse off for not doing it. Uh, I can't really think of exactly you know what it would look like but it's certainly if you're gonna do it now's the time so that's an interesting point phil actually i'm gonna put something together there and uh, and, and pitch it to you <laughs> uh next week and we'll we'll come back uh, circle around and see if we can come up with a good montage for what they could have done in tremors that's some homework for everybody <laughs> Fantastic. there we go we got some homework for that's for right people. can't wait uh everyone anyone listening yeah. if they want to share a montage they would have done for tremors they can they can share it on our Absolutely. page so that'll, that'll be that's interesting uh, I don't want come for the podcast. Stay for the montage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't want to miss Walter Chung's death. That's oh yeah. Sorry, we, we missed that. It's yeah. just yeah. It's because it's another little bit of foreshadowing with the machine that was making a noise earlier on in the movie, and then that, that basically was what happened. It uh, the freezer or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think it was a freezer, and um, yeah, they have to go unplug it, and by then they're all sort of got their. You know, they're they're back their uh their guard down, I guess, in a bad situation and someone's gotta get it and it's it's Walter's turn. Uh it's time for a death. And I thought how the graboids grabbed onto him, I thought was yeah. really well done. I felt bad. I like this character. Yeah, again, he was mm-hmm. this the really the nucleus of the of the group because it's like it's his it's his convenience store, basically, in this small town. Yeah, uh, heartbreaking uh, for sure, but good. But a good death scene again. Same as Nestor's. Nestor's was kind of interesting as well. Again, not showing anything, just kind of funny, and that it just went through the the, the tire. So, 
Yeah. If anything, yes. anything you want to add about that? Were you equally uh, happy, impressed with these uh, the demises of these two gentlemen? Absolutely. I mean, Nestor is, is again similarly. Uh, it's a bit off screen, like uh, like the old old couple, yeah. right? Like, so I do kind of like that. Yeah. I think it's also kind of funny, you know. Again, it's we knew he was going to get know, it, and, and Bacon calls it out like it's not high enough. You got it, you know. Like, so again, there's yeah. not. Uh, uh, so I, I liked all of that, and yeah, as you said, you know, Victor Wong's character, I love that because you get him really kind of watching him get sort of eaten, you know, and getting kind of torn yeah. apart a little More bit graphic. without being too graphic, but you watch him, yeah, getting kind of clawed in and dragged into you know the mouth, as it were. And uh, as and, and as a result, I thought, uh, yeah, that's a really good scene. I really enjoyed it a lot. One, so um, one step up, I'd say uh, from I, I like it from the doctor. It was just one level up of of showing hundred uh, percent the visuals of it. So again, they're escalating a little bit of the of what how people are. I, I mean, there's not a whole lot of deaths. I mean, I think that's. I don't know. Well, as we'll get through the rest of the movie, I'm thinking, is that the last two? Is there someone? Else? It's pretty much the. This is pretty much the end. Yeah. yeah okay. No, I don't have. Uh, I think that's everything. But yeah, I agree. Like it's sort of really the hallmark of, uh, of it. Uh, I thought really, really effective. I thought really good. And the next scene, I like Bacon out in the field again, and they're trying to create distractions again. They're trying to find ways to kind of yeah. distract this thing and, and do it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that sequence. I'm not sure if you what your thoughts, but when. He's out there and he's running because they, they have the idea of the lawnmower. You know, get it out there, yeah, get yeah. get the thing to chase the lawnmower. For sure, great Bacon idea. goes the other way and then the it falls and he sort of has to stop and he's sort of standing still and the the, the snake like uh, tentacles, as it were, are like kind of after him and he has to like lift up his yeah his foot a couple lift times, lift up his leg and stuff. Yeah. I just like that it's it's a subtle thing. It's it's mm-hmm. it's sort of bit bit for laughs, but it's also very practical, very real to me. Uh, I really, really kind of like that scene. I remember, and it's good that the movie kind of stops dead. Now it's again, it's only for a minute or two, but I thought it's a great way to sort of stop the tension for a minute, or stop the action of it, let's say, and just focus on the tension of of that sequence. And it's again, it's it's a clever scene. It's nothing uh, you know, uh, going to break the the mold as it were, but it, it really delivers. I thought. I want to give a shout out to Mig- uh, Miguel. Uh, he was the yeah. man with the idea of the lawnmower to distract. So uh, yes. played by the, yes. the one and only Genius. Tony Gennaro. Uh, no relation to Holly Gennaro. Uh, the terrible comb over, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's just not dead weight, right? Like he, he, just, he brought something no, to the table yeah. here. And I think in a roundabout way, he saves the day, Miguel. I, yeah, I, sure. I, I think that's underplayed. I think Kevin uh, Bacon's character and, of course, Ward's character, they really steal the show, and they don't give any credit to Miguel. There's not even a moment where, like, Miguel, that was a great idea. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good job. Good job. Way to be. Just a pat on the back. Good hustle out goes there. a long way. <laughs> like, let's just take a break. Yeah. As you said, just take a minute to break, which it did. But they didn't use it properly. They should use it to give kudos to Miguel for a, a very good job. But that's okay. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think this is the time. It's 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 so many years later. You know, it's it's time. Yeah. Thirty years, thirty plus years. Miguel needs his due. <laughs> and I'm glad that this podcast is here to give it to him. He's earned it. Uh, he deserves it. And. I think we'll Jur- do the filmography of his next year. <laughs> I, think, I almost feel I think Jurassic Park. Now that I think about it, the second Jurassic Park, they might have taken a little note out of Tremors, where they're inside the convenience store on top of the shelves, and jumping oh, across gosh, the yeah. shelves and get ending up out the window. I think it reminds me of the gymnast uh, 
Jurassic yes, Park up top. Ridiculous uh, sequence, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's ridiculous. This was not ridiculous at <laughs> all. This was real. No, this was... Uh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, again, a little bit it's of really fun. It's more realistic than that yeah. nonsense. A little, bit, a little bit of fun, too, with it. You know, cracky opening, like smashing cans of tomato sauce. and. Oh, yeah. Great sequence. Yeah. Just having fun and uh, with the uh, crap. Maybe making the best of a, a bad situation, really. Uh, but, yeah. And what did you think, just to finish off this scene, this this town scene, because we're going to get out of town soon because they're getting on the bulldozer very shortly, is mm-hmm. the rooftop, the how the movement of it, uh, the, sh- the shaking. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Was it- I love it. Again, yeah. I just think it's a great practical effect. Uh you know, you really shake it up. I really like really it. I like, it again, that it's a bit extreme maybe for, for what the Graboids could be doing underneath to kind of cause that, like, wavy nature yeah, of it. Yeah, it was... But really, I like that, that it's that it's it uh, cool. as dramatic as it is. I think it's good effect. Yeah, yeah. It, it was cool, but I'm thinking, eh, nah, probably... A little much. Yeah, a little much, but I'm okay with it because it's cool. It gets, it gets a free... Yeah, that's the thing. Pass. I have the same. Yeah. If I think about it too long, it's like it's probably overdone, but I like the fact that it's there. It's, it's a cool visual... And uh, and it works for me. Yeah, I agree. It's maybe a little much, but I thought it delivered. Again, this movie uh, it flies by. It's like we're already, you know, we're getting into the bulldozer. I think at this point. Yeah, we're basically, yeah, we're really home home stretching it to the end. We have the moment of doubt, which is a scene that I kind of like. Where again, everybody's kind of beaten up by the fact that every one of their plans is sort of falling. Yeah. This is, again, where they're sort of talking, like, you know, even if we get to the rocks, you know, they're going towards the mountains. You know, even if we get there, we're only going to be alive for another three days. So it starts to think, like, we need to actually get these things. And you get things like the, you know, what to use with the weapons. But before that, they're all just like, you know, what's the point? It's hopeless. It's hopeless. It's hopeless. And this is where, you know, Bert and valentine the, they get in the sort of fight you know uh, yeah. kevin bacon and, and and michael gross have this like fight like who put you in charge and whatever else you know it's ridiculous we had water we had shelter we had all these things at home you know you're the ones that kind of dragged us out of here and my favorite line or one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is basically after that fight like any kind of good partner does mm-hmm. yeah, reba goes it says <laughs> reeves goes to michael gross he's like well i know i know he thinks he knows everything Right, like it's just such a throwaway line yeah. that doesn't up, really though. mean anything other than just, yeah, you know, I got your back, and I thought that was a really cute, cute, relate like a relationshipy kind of line that that I thought was really kind of yeah. cute. What's funny is I think they end up getting she leaves them, I believe. I don't want to spoil oh, it for and the you. sequels. Yeah, I don't hate oh, the ruin it for you, Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. We'll put that in the show notes. We'll make sure everyone skips. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thirty seconds, folks. Jump ahead. We don't want to. But uh, thing. Uh, that's uh, that's too bad. Cause I, really, I mean, I get Reba's probably not coming back for too many of these things, so I get you know maybe that she'd have to. But um, well, her singing career, I, I like that for that. So okay. yeah, she really became a thing. Yeah. So I get it. You get it. Um, too big for tremors. I like the uh, the fishing, the way that they were kind of working the system. Did you find kind of enjoyment in how they were going to kind of approach killing these things? Now they're going to you know they kind of got their their mojo back, as it were, and. I thought that was kind of a clever thing, you know, kind of toss them rocks, get their attention, and then sort of fire this this sort of uh, bomb their way. I, I really like that. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that sort pretty, of sequence? Pretty believable. I mean, Earl had a good point, too, just to, to kind of calm Bert down and get him back on, sort of on board to get to, to what you're talking about. Uh, you know, they would have got to your, through your bunker in half an hour. Like, you would have been done if he had stayed there yeah. anyway. So you're here with us. And, yeah. And then, of course... I forget what Bert says exactly, but Earl says, ah, it gives me an idea. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's where he comes up with the, the fishing the fishing idea. The, the... Yeah, Bert says, I'm going to go out there. Oh, yeah. Reba's time. Like... I'm going to go out there with one of these bombs, and I'm just going to stand there, and I'm going to light it. I'm going to say, take me or something. Yeah, I think that's the and first then, yeah. um, the first uh, time that Reba's like, mm, I don't think this is going to last, this marriage. Uh, there's a different, <laughs> yeah, there's a different side of Bert me. that I was not aware of. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but anyway, this went a different direction. Yeah, I'm gonna not say anything now. Let's get through this, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. And yeah. and yeah, they seem to get the first one pretty easy. Uh, you know, Bird's got he's got the smarts too with the explosives and stuff. He knows what 15 seconds is on a fuse. That's important yeah. as we as we found out from Saving Private Ryan. It's very important Certainly, to absolutely. know the, the it's a sticky bomb situation. Yeah, so it's really very. I can't tell you the importance. Of knowing the fuse time uh, accurately, uh, and it got, and they, I think they got it first try, right? I think they they yep. uh, uh, Earl gets it. What I don't like, Philip, is Earl's one for one. Okay, and Val mm-hmm. Valentine, it's it's a bit of his character though, right? He's a little cocky and likes to show yep. off, and he has to do the next one. And mm, uh, yes, I mean, Earl's is, one yeah. for one. Give it, go with the hot hand. That's what He's I say. He's got the hot hand. Yeah. So I think that was a, a, a clerical error. I think uh, miscalculation. Yeah. And he uh, he gets it. No, wait. What happens? Refresh me. What? Because because yeah, he, the the thing grabs it and then spits it out yes. towards them, and then lands on all the other explosives, and then lands on all the. So they'll have to run away, get back in the truck, sucks. and get back in the business. Which sucks. totally sucks. And I think we have to give the the hemorrhoids uh, a lot of lot of credit with the trap they they lied they laid with the oh, hole. Yeah. With the holes. Genius. Yeah, let's not let's give them the credit where credit is due. I'm almost on their side at this point because they're so. It's uh, not just for Earl. We'll give it both ways. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the smarts they have uh, of doing that, which because yeah, you you know one thing I do want to ask you, Phil, are you okay as we get to the end of this movie? That we're not really given where these things came from or what they are. Or is that at all like you know you know like hey, like we would watch Predator. We had that first scene mm-hmm. where it's they're, they're clearly from outer space. The Predator is from outer space. He's from a different planet. He's an alien. Where these things are already on. Now they talk about what they think it might be, uh, but we're never told what it was. I guess maybe we'll have to watch the sequels because there's a prequel. Number four, I believe, is the prequel from eight, and they go back to 1889. Uh, with, oh, wow. with uh, again, Michael Gross is in this movie. I, I'm assuming he's playing his great great grandfather because that's a character <laughs> in the movie. So I assume that's the, uh-huh. that's the case. So that'll be uh, worth watching. But are, did you need more out of it, or are you oh, you're okay with nope. what they? Okay, that's what I figured you'd say, and I'm kind of along uh, along the same lines. I think that's part of the reason. Yeah, why I don't think I, we need an origin story. Not yet. Like, there's no way. There's no way that. They as characters would know the origin story. Like they kind of hypothesized a couple scenes earlier on yeah. with the seismologists. You know, like oh, that could be a billion years old. Or, yeah. But why awesome. only over the last three years that they're right? Like so, I like that they're sort of unsure of what the point of where these things are and what they are and where they come from and what they're yeah. you know after and so forth. We know what they. Know. I think. Sort of. That's it. Exactly. We don't need the shot of the scene at the beginning where they're fire. You know, come down from a planet somewhere like. So as I said, it's the same. It holds true. The same thing I didn't really love about Predator. I like about this one is that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what these things are. And it's your point. I mean, you can make an origin story if you wanted to, but this movie itself doesn't need it. 
you know, it doesn't, it, I don't think it needs no. it to, to, to be more compelling or interesting. So no. I don't like it how it is. And just Good. these fucking random things come around. I miss you. <laughs> then go away. Miss you. Real beard. Real beard. Miss you. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And then we got, uh, of course, we got to go Mr. Valentine, Kevin Bacon. He's got one explosive left, right? Yeah. And yeah. he has a plan. <laughs> Another plan. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he's zero for seven, but he's got one. He's got another plan. He's got yeah. It's over seven. He's lost almost every round of rock paper scissors. So uh, there's a reason why he hasn't left this the is town. Not a go-to of, guy. Yeah, that's why he hasn't left perfection. Uh, he hasn't really had this, uh, a good string of luck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, well played. I guess he comes up big. The old hail mary. And uh, yeah, I think he got a little bit of luck there because he missed the shot. Essentially, really, it's a lot of luck. Now, did he, was he supposed to miss the shot? Because he doesn't react like somebody that's like ticked off that he didn't. It feels like he's trying to play it off like he's he's on. He's right where he wanted to be. But he, I question that myself. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I I feel the same way. I got the sense of there's a brief moment where I'm thinking, did he do that on purpose? I don't know. It was just yeah. it was a thought that entered my brain. Did he know that he was at the edge of a cliff? That this was he was going to play a game of this of basically. Bull, like a like a like a, the the red uh, sure cape if you will. and shit yeah yeah and a little contrived uh, you know a little convenient to have a you know the, the whole time I thought they were on a flat surface I didn't realize where they were mm, but yeah. I mean in, in that sort of terrain I'd have to look at uh, you know a, some geographical information to see how realistic that is but yeah well i mean the opening shot you're talking about you're talking about foreshadowing the opening shot is him peeing over that same ridge oh yeah you're right right it opens so wide and he's out there on the edge of this ridge on this canyon peeing off of the side of it right so it's an indication obviously that it's not it's not out of left field this is there this that's very known he's there he was there earlier you're right. I, I totally forgot about that. Thank you very much for clarifying that. I, with, I withdraw. Uh, <laughs> but even how that being said, that like I, I thought it was a, a cool way to uh, you know <laughs> for it to go because we've we've seen we've seen it blown up. We've seen it been yep. shot. So that yep. you have to do something different. And I think you know I think that's a good way to go. Really, not really. I mean, we've seen it hit a, a, a brick wall concrete wall which yeah. i didn't question that would kill right. it but uh, just i thought it would just be concussed uh and then mm-hmm. i think the first mm-hmm. time i watched it i thought it was going to come back alive i thought that was but i think they want you, you kind of have that, that impression yeah yeah i think you're right i think you're waiting for that jump scare right you're waiting for that thing to reach out and grab him or whatever yeah. else for sure but they don't uh, abide by the predictability factor kudos to them and and that's it and uh that's pretty much i mean then we of course do you like the 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 blow up? Do you like the sort of the the, the oh, big yeah. finale of this oh, thing and absolutely. all the blood and gore and guck? Yeah, guck. That's a that's a perfect word to to <laughs> to describe it. It's guck. I yeah. like guck. I've been to Homer, uh, licks hamburgers and ice creams. They have a delicious guck sauce that I believe you can still find oh in stores. Uh, I don't think they t- taste or smell anything like this. As uh, Valentine indicates, they smell worse when they're alive, apparently, than these things when they're, <laughs> that's right. when they're that's dead. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So that, yeah. uh, not the best smelling things. But yeah, no, I think that was, again, effect-wise, again, outside of the first little bit, I had a, some small, just little tiny issues that, again, did take me out of the movie. I thought everything after that was uh, was fantastic. Uh, when we saw the size of these things, I thought that was really well done. Like uh, up there with Jaws, when it comes to design and, and the effort put into it, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you're doing something sort of original. Well, with Jaws, you really got to appreciate and respect how – how, how real they made something that we know what it looks like. Where yep. this, there's nothing to compare it to because it's its own thing. Uh, but they that's made right. It, the graboids don't exist anywhere else. Yeah, but they made it feel like this is a real thing. So I think it's uh, kudos to a, a job well done. And uh, you know, and that's it. All three of them. That's the only three existings uh, on, on Earth. Now I will say, Phil, two last things I want to share is I'm not big on the kiss at the end. I don't think that's necessary, but again, it's okay. It's fine because I'm at this point, the movie's over for me anyway. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I can pretend it doesn't happen if I want to. I can do that. Uh, I just... You have the power of the stop button. Yeah, and I think, and to your point, you think it should have been Earl, should have been the man. Uh, yeah, I think that's where the chemistry is, personally. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Tremors too. I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens with those characters. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. And I haven't seen it anyways. Uh, but I must say this movie really, I was, I'm, I'm ready to watch Tremors 2. Even though I know it's not as wow, good. interesting. It's just a movie that, it's kind of like Halloween. When we watched Halloween, yeah, yeah. I instantly wanted to watch Halloween 2. And you're nice enough to bring it off, off your shelf almost, if not immediately, for your next selection. And I appreciate that uh, to this day. I really do. But uh, how did well, you? Well, f- I'm happy to have done it. <laughs> how how did you like the wrap up of the movie? Like, how do you think? Uh, how do you like? How do they end this movie? I mean, there's not much to it, really. It's dead now. They're no, all there's not a whole lot to like to you know parse out. Yeah, I, I like. Yeah. No, no, I like that that it's over quickly. Meaning to say, I like that uh, it ends and like the thing dies and the movie's over because that's really all that matters at that point. You know, there's nothing really that matters anymore in terms of plotting and so forth. They get, they figure it out because, well, that's what they have to do. Uh, so I like it. I like the movie overall, I think, but the ending, I thought, you know, it's a perfectly reasonable way to end the movie. There's nothing extra ordinary about it or extra special about it. Um, but I thought it's a, it's a good ending for the movie and, and, and serves its purpose very, very well. Um, so, uh, having said that, you know, overall, what are your, what are your, uh, final thoughts here? Phil, this is a movie, uh, that, plays in my head uh it's a movie that i can remember it now that i've i've refreshed that memory i i can live off of that memory for the next you know couple years maybe and replay it in my mind when i feel i want to because there's a certain charm to this film there's something that i gravitate towards this movie maybe it's just the memory of watching it on tv and that's a a memory of fondness that to grab that i like watching this so until that memory starts to fade again, uh, I'm not, not going to watch it because, again, I, it plays in my head. And that says a lot about a movie mm-hmm. that you can just kind of play in your head anytime you want because that's interesting moments, memorable mo- moments, and what have you. Those are uh, my final thoughts. So obviously still staying on my shelf, and I'm probably uh, going to watch Tremors too. And there's a, I'll probably end up watching all of them at some point this year, early next year, just because it just it – just, grabs my curiosity it's because it's interesting <laughs> uh, these graboids are just i don't know something interesting something unique about them that i i just i like and for a guy like me who doesn't really like uh, uh you know freddie or jason uh those sure. characters yeah. ch- child's play or chucky 
this is this is mine. This is, and that's me. I think why I like it so much. It's like I consider this is my thing, and I know it's been appreciated by many people, which I'm happy that uh, it has been. Uh, it's just something a little more, uh, you know, sm- more of a niche than than maybe some of the other antagonists we've seen in these type of movies. Um, having said all that, Phil, uh, just share with me, of course, your final few thoughts and uh, what you're going to throw at us next week, Buckaroo. Well, I'll say that uh, I really like this movie as well. I, I felt uh, I, I've owned it for a long time. I don't have any of the sequels, but I, I did uh, 4K own box this set. for a long time. And I always, <laughs> yeah, I know the box is it's, it's a beast. I just saw it the other day, actually. Oh, is it um, just, like, is it not 4K though? Yes. No, no, of course not. No, no, no. But <laughs> there is a box set that puts all those movies together. Okay. Um, I think this singular movie may have a 4K coming if it isn't already already, but... Um, but I, I love it. I thought it was great, and it was it was nice. I hadn't seen it probably at least twenty years, probably more. Um, but it was a similar staple of my childhood on cable all the time, and and uh, it, I think it holds up uh, holds up a lot. Uh, I liked uh, everything about it. Wasn't as you said earlier. It wasn't too funny without you know. With, by, it, it stayed dramatic enough, scary enough, and funny enough to kind of keep it uh, each each other in check. Uh, nothing too extreme on either side, which I really appreciated. I thought it was really great, and I liked the performances. Uh, and even more than the performance, I like the characters. You know, these all felt like real people enough uh, in in a, in a wacky situation. So yeah. I'm really impressed by it, and uh, it was nice nice to kind of revisit uh, perfection. And I mean, you know, as soon as uh, you say the word, we'll we'll go back to perfection as needed um, uh, for the podcast or beyond. But uh, for sure, as it is, uh, it's happily going to stay on my shelf. Absolutely, I'm really pleased by it. Good stuff. Good stuff. And uh, as for next week. Uh, coming off of my shelf, uh, we're going to do a movie that you may not have ever heard of, and many of our listeners may not have ever heard of, but we're going to do uh, The Myth of Fingerprints. Um, oh, okay. A movie uh, that no one's heard of. You, okay. Yeah, it could be. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we'll chat about it next week, folks. Thanks for listening, and uh, by all means, uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, tell your pets even. You know, we're trying to branch out, <laughs> and uh, we'll see what happens uh, to the dog and cat worlds. Uh, Thanks for listening. Follow us on the Facebook page, Off the Shelf of Phil and Dave, and we'll talk to you next week. Good night.